following is a production of Locked Up Sports. Everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Locked Up Sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey! Bring them out, bring them out, yeah! Bring them out, bring them out, hey! Bring them out. Here we go! Bob Walters, Frank Grasso, from the Brian Gunzel Studios, this is Locked Up Sports. We got a big one on deck for you here today. FAU is still dancing. Will the clock strike midnight today for Princeton? USA loses the World Baseball Classic, and we're joined by Scott Farrell, nationally renowned talk show host, sports talk radio host. Brett, welcome to the show. Are your brackets busted? Yeah, you know what? I didn't even look after last night. Last night's the first night where I didn't even bother looking. But um, they're all busted. They're, they're all busted. They're you, all busted. You know there was in, in there were twenty million brackets submitted to Yahoo, CBS, and ESPN. Not a single perfect bracket made it's, it past one day. Made it past one day of the tournament last that's week. That's incredible. It's crazy. And I was there last night. It was a, it was two good games. Listen, that first game was a great game. That Kansas State, that number one Noel. He was the best player on the floor. Then for him to go down with the injury, he couldn't put a, any weight on the leg, and then comes back with a great performance. Was, they're talking about like an all-time MSG performance on the on the, the the week that we lost Willis Reed. I know he pulled the kind of Willis Reed at the Garden. And get, you know, that was that was really it was an, an incredible incredible. Game he was by night. far the best player on the court, and you could see it. And when he went out, I was like, oh no, that's it for Kansas State. Came back about maybe five, ten minutes later and just dominated the game. And then in the second game, FAU, they're still dancing. Princeton is going to have a shot. They could, maybe we get a FAU, Princeton, two teams running into the Final Four. Really, that would be pretty amazing stuff. FAU looked outmatched in the first half. Tennessee was just the better team. They just looked like they were going to, you know, overpower them. And then just the second, the bottom they fell kept out for Tennessee in the they second half. They didn't get blown out. They they were only down. They kept it, it within seven, five, seven. seven yeah. yeah, it was like right in there. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, it, it, the score wasn't reflecting exactly how bad it was going for them, really. They were keeping in the game. And that second half, man, they just started rebounding. Well, neither team could hit shots. It no, was like, it, but was, it, was, it was two opposite games. The first game, nobody could miss. The second game, nobody could hit. They were like plus 10 on rebounds, plus 12 on rebounds. And it's, you know, that's what's going to get you. And the kid Noel in the first game, I forgot to mention, set the all-time record 19 assists in a single NCAA tournament game. That's an all-time record he set last night. So, I mean, that kid's he's, av- he's averaging 20 and 10. Yeah, listen. For the you, tournament. You could, you, you not could 10 and 10. 10. There's only a couple guys that did 10 and 10. 20 and 10. No, but 20 and 10. Yeah. Averaging. And if you see, if you saw, if you never saw him play before ever and you sat at that game, you could just tell that he was the best player on the court last night. And hey, listen, in the other games, you got UConn blowing out their game. They blew out Arkansas. That was never close. And then the wild one, which was the late game, the UCLA. Gonzaga, where Gonzaga was down big, then they came all the way back, then UCLA was down big, and Gonzaga almost threw the game away in the last you know, minute or so. 
I was getting ready for bed and turning the game off with a minute left. Yeah, and I was. Then, get, I was about. I'm like, all right, this is good. All right, done. Thank you. And what happened was Gonzaga couldn't hit their free throws. They couldn't hit free throws, and they, they were turnovers. They were throwing the ball out. It was crazy. But uh, so then today we got the second half of the Sweet 16 tomorrow, and Sunday is the Elite Eight. When the smoke clears Sunday, we're left with four teams. Which four will it be? Who the hell knows? Nobody knows. That's the beauty of the tournament. That's the beauty of March basketball. And it's great when it was at the Garden. And I, during, I had a good during, time. Yeah, we got, we got some picks coming up later. We'll, so we'll actually break it down a little bit more with someone who knows a hell of a lot more than we know. Yeah, wait till you see this interview, folks. And it's, let me tell you, it's like nothing you've ever seen on our show. <laughs> no. This is going to be the most intense 45 minutes <laughs> you've ever heard on Locked Up Sports. It's not even close. It's crazy. Don't have yeah. your children it in the room. Gets very NC Don't 17. have your children in the room. It gets very NC seventeen. It's out of control. <laughs> it's out. Of, it's great. It's great. Now, it's just, now you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Listen, I didn't like the WBC. I'm clearly not a fan. Everybody knows I'm not a fan. I'm very disappointed in Trout. How he let us down. He let Did us you down. See it? I didn't Did see you? it. I didn't see it. Well, <laughs> he, he swung and missed on three pitches. Versus Otani. Did you see the showdown at the end? And they, they set it up with the cameras? I, I didn't see it. I didn't know. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Now, Jeez, Bob, you, you really missed I, out. I was on my way to work. The highest rated baseball game in the history of television. That's what I was going to say. Listen, I, I'm wrong about the WBC. We talked about how the percent, oh, how many people were watching in Puerto Rico. I can tell you how many watched in Japan. 99.7% of televisions were that watching seem, in Japan. That, that, that doesn't seem like it could be an accurate number. 99 But what do you count as a television? Like your phone? So out of every household, any f- device that was on? Because yeah, you're at home watching on TV and your device. Everyone has so a meter. you're at home with seven family members. You're all, <laughs> three of them are watching on the phone. One's watching on the TV. There are four in a household. Brett, the Super Bowl gets like 70% in this country. So how is it 99% in, in Japan? 30% of that is just for the halftime show. Yes, yes, I agree. You're so, right. You're right. I, I hear you. This is about baseball. There was nothing else there but a country that wanted to do nothing more than to win. And let me tell you, they wanted it more than the U.S. <laughs> now, now, are we upset? Are we pissed that we lost? Tony did like we, a pretty crazy pregame speech. He was like, "We take down the U.S. today." Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I we don't look at, we don't look up to them today. Today they are our enemies. <laughs> and he took like, and he looked at Trout, and Trout steps in the box, and he was like, "Hey, buddy." And Otani was like, "No." See, that's the problem is we didn't we didn't take it seriously. He, he struck him out, swung and must missed on three pitches. You know, now he took Trout fourteen times last year is all he did that. You no know, Trout what struck out three pitches? Trout no, strikes out all the time. Swing and missed on four only fourteen times on three pitches last year, and he swung and missed the three. Trout's pitches. Trout's a great player, but Trout's a great player. But he strikes out one hundred seventy, one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty times a season. He's not. Uh, he people gets, talk makes about contact. Him, he's Mickey he always makes contact, except for fourteen no, times he last he year. Out a, fourteen times. Off. He fouls fourteen off. times last year. He didn't make contact. Well, when the, when it all mattered, because that's the biggest what? Is that the biggest bat that Trout's have? That's Trout's had, of course, because he's not going to you know get a series ending. The, the Angels are terrible. It's the biggest outing that Otani's had in the majors. So now, I, I hear you, both of them. Now here's the thing: I I'm going to admit I was wrong about the WBC in the fact that nobody cares. People clearly care. Okay, we I was our text message, our group text was full of WBC. Yeah. But I still feel the same way. I still don't like it. I still hate it. But I, I think it might become. I think it might be better this than year, I guess. Yeah, it, you know, that's how it goes. If there's a good one now, people are going to look forward to it. 2026, more people are going to want to play, more guys playing. Hopefully they organize it better where we say, you know what, maybe we'll uh, push back uh, this or take everybody gets a break for a week from whatever. Uh, it depends on when you do it. Now, but, 
Yeah, now 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 we're less than a week. This time next week, the Brad, when we're when we're doing when we're doing the show, it's gonna be oh, we're gonna be talking about the Mets and Yankees playing real games. Yeah. That's all banged up. I looked at the Mets. That's over under is ninety three and a half. So is the Yankees. It didn't go down with Diaz. They weren't higher than the Yankees. I don't think at any point. But yeah, the Yankees have a little better odds. But um, listen, I, I would take the over on both of those teams this year. Ninety-three. I'll take over ninety-three. Yeah, Mets are going to have a. You know, they both have rough divisions. You know, they're both going to have a little bit of a rough time. Maybe the Yankees a little easier, but um, you know, you have to stay healthy. It's a long season. It's a long season. It, you, you have to also gel. Like, doesn't mean everything works out. If you get a, a rough start, then it's harder to catch up. You know, well, look so at the start. Things. Look at the start. The the. Uh... The Yankees had last year. It was one of the great. They were talking. They were yeah. comparing them to the '98 yeah. team, greatest team ever. Remember, they couldn't lose. Yeah, yeah. we had Beningo on the but show. And that was right in the that, everything's, hey, everything's a letdown after you do that, though. Yeah, listen. Okay, so so next week we'll have baseball. Yep. We'll do everything like today. That. We are focused. We are focused. I don't even know what it's, we're focused on. To be honest with you, it's on this interview. It's out of control. It's NC seventeen. Yeah, maybe some X rated. Listen, for our betting fans, get you got to want to see this. This is one of the biggest. Betting names in all of sports ever. Well, he's the biggest name. You know, he's Howard Stern, Opie, and Anthony. Everybody knows him. If you don't know the name, if you don't know the face, you certainly know the voice. Okay, his name is Scott Farrell. Let's get right to it. I will be back Sunday to, to, to do all the NCAA tournaments. So don't worry, I'll take care of all that. Right now, here's our interview. We just finished recording it, Scott Farrell. All right, so let's. Uh, we're joined now today by uh, Scott Farrell. He's got 35 years. In radio, you've heard him everything from CBS Sports Radio, Opie and Anthony. He's even called Atlanta Thrashers games for a year. Uh, these days, you can find him on Sports Grid. He hosts uh, Pharrell Coast to Coast and his website, giving you picks at PharrellOnTheBench.com. Scott Pharrell, welcome to the show. What's up, boys? I always wondered if I'd end up in the clink. I always joke that uh, I'd rather do this than uh, go to Leavenworth. Uh, I used to do shows in San Francisco, and I'd go to Seattle on the train and party and listen to grunge bands and eat seafood, and then on the train back, they roll through San fucking Quentin. <laughs> they mean business yeah. at that place. Yeah, you think- I mean, a, I'd see them out in the yard pumping iron. I'd be on a train. I'd be like, this is not where you want to end up right here. No, you don't want to play versus their basketball team. Yeah, there's no reps at the San nope. Quentin yard game, but... uh I played in some violent games uh, on 4th Street uh, in Manhattan. And uh, let's just say you're not welcome there if you're white. But <laughs> no, no. I know Black Jack Ryan. I'm good friends with Jackie Ryan. So uh, I got to play there because of him. And I played with him all over New York and New Jersey awesome. uh, in the hood and inside uh, gyms and inside fancy clubs and everywhere else. Best shooter I ever met in my life. Uh, he should have made the net when he tried out. I think the one thing that hurt him was he went to practice on a bike and he had John McEnroe shorts on and his dick was showing every time he practiced the net. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, you know, I just found out that he that, that you're six four. You might be all right if you walk into a housing area, yeah. you know, in my area, listen, in my Rikers. Yeah, I'm about as tough as about two of those dudes snapping my fucking neck <laughs> and putting me down in some cement and holding me down. But if it's basketball, uh, I can be a real problem in the low block. Oh, don't worry. They don't play in the low block. They're all they're all Curry fans, so it's everything. They yep. get rebounds Half under the court. hoop, and they run it out to the three-point line. I can shoot, too. So I'm a shooter and a finisher. So inside, outside, I'm like sex. 
<laughs> yeah, they're shooting other things besides basketball. So if you, you, you I know, believe that. I'm glad I don't shoot. I'm glad I don't shoot up, but I, I shoot at. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Now you, uh, you were one of the first people to, to really talk about gambling on, on the radio and be free about it. Now everybody talks about it. Well, what is, what has changed? What, what have you seen change in that kind of landscape? Well. Well, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. Your show's badass, and that's why I did it. I knew about it. Uh, I know it's a cool thing, and it's uh, grown in popularity. So I bullshit you not. Uh, you know, I don't do a lot of this. I'm so busy uh, doing the shows I do that I don't really get caught up in, like, you know, sports, radio, and, like, uh, TV, and all this other stuff. I'm so busy doing my own. I don't have time for other stuff. But the reality of it is, like, if you go back, uh, the beginning of my career when, let's say, Mel Carmison made me, and, like, he's the same guy that made Howard Stern, Obi and Anthony, Don Imus, uh, all the greatest shows you've ever heard in your life in New York and nationally uh, were because of Mel Carmison. He would later run Sirius XM. I ended up, uh, obviously, working for Howard for nine years there. But if you go back to the beginning when he hired me originally, I was the first, like, nationally syndicated sports talk show ever in the history of radio. And they put me in New York on the fan and I was doing it in LA in lipstick city in, uh, Culver city, West LA. Uh, and we used to like smoke fat blunt <laughs> outside the studio, broad daylight. Cause I was doing it seven o'clock West and it was just smoke and be funny and be crazy. And we were on in 250 markets. The funny thing about it was, is that I was on the fan and then, like, Mike and the Mad Dog hated me. They're like, we're not going to work with this guy. He's on drugs. What happened was, originally in my career, when Mel Carmison made me uh, and put me on nationally uh, on WFAN New York in 250 cities, uh, I was young. I was crazy. I was wild. I was nuts. I was already doing kind of uh, an extreme shock-type sports talk show in San Francisco at KMBR, the Giant Station, Warriors, etc. right? And he came to San Francisco and offered me this huge job, and I took it immediately, and I they put me on in, in New York, and uh, Mike and the Mad Dog hated me. They said they wouldn't work with me. I'm crazy. I'm insane. It's not what the fan needs. It's bad for their image. And then what I did was I proceeded to be on there for five years and was number one in every single ratings book for five years. Uh, I was hired to get the 18 to 34 audience, and how I did it was simple. I played heavy metal, nice. and I talked gambling. Yeah. Uh, I talked point spreads. I talked totals. I talked reverses. I talked, uh, you name it, money lines. Uh, on Friday night, uh, this is back in the day, like uh, you're talking early 90s, and I was... Uh, no cell phones. I mean, like, I think right around the corner was those big, like, shoe-looking fucking phones with a antenna yeah. on. I remember the big, yeah, like, yeah, green yeah. one. Sports phone. You call it sports phone to get the scores. All right. The real big one. So uh, no one had cell phones. People had a pen and a pad of paper. And on Friday nights, they used to say, I mean, get your pen and paper. Get your doobie. Get your beer. <laughs> yeah. It's time. And I would go through a hundred college football games and I would give the, the spread and the money line and the total for all the games. And I would do every pick for every game every week. And then that included Saturday and Sunday paying day NFL. 
So I, I started doing it then. And like, I got all kinds of grief. I mean, I got accused of, I was going to ruin the country. <laughs> I was going to ruin children. I was the antichrist. I was a pedophile. I was a junkie. I was, uh, out of my mind. I was fucking insane. How could this guy talk about gambling on our national radio airwaves and get away with it? He's a horrible person. He needs to be put away. And I used to just get saying, fuck you. Was that, did the FCC come after you at all? Like, what was it like? Five times. Five times they came after me. Wow. Uh, did they come after you or the station? They come after you or the station? Me. Okay. Uh, which, you know, then, then it became a problem for the station, always. They came after me in uh, L.A., New York, Miami, Atlanta, and again in New York. Um, I had, like, religious zealot, freak, idiot, morons uh, come after me in multiple cities uh, that basically, you know, in a nutshell, thought I was the devil. Uh, but meanwhile, I was talking about, you know, Everyone know, knew a boogie. Everyone knows Johnny yeah, Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has a guy. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was in college, I used to go to this uh, sports store where they sold, like, shoes, right? Athlete, like, you know, basketball shoes, tennis mm -hmm. shoes, soccer shoes, whatever. But in the back, when you went around the back into the office, there was a wall of action. Wow. And the guy was running a, a, a shop, a boiler room for sports betting. Um, everyone that I knew growing up in Pittsburgh had a bookie. Uh, when I worked in Philly and did Eagles pregame, everyone had a bookie. Everyone gambled. Everyone uh, never got a bet wrong. I, oh, I had this, I had that. <laughs> but all I know is I started doing it in the early 90s every week, and it got gigantic. I mean, it became the biggest thing ever in radio. I mean, I was number one. In every market, in every city, everywhere, every book, every ratings book, you know, four books a year. I was the king of sports. I have a Wall Street Journal story right here. Uh, Howard, uh, they called me Howard Cosell's Generation X. Uh, that's what they called <laughs> me. Um, you know, I was this lunatic doing crazy things on the radio, gambling, heavy metal, talking about chicks with big tits, uh, <laughs> talking about surfing. And that was the time for that. Fucking, talking about <laughs> pussy, yeah. talking about jag-off, bitch-head, loser, fag. Well, that's how it's I done. Told people everything, and then I just kept getting in trouble. Uh, I had a lawyer. I had a lawyer that was so good that by the time he was done with me, he stopped talking to me. Okay, <laughs> like this guy, he represented me so many times that he eventually said, I'm done with you. Get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> uh, but I was never trying, guys, to really be that guy. I was I swear to God, I wasn't trying to be in court or be in trouble or go to depositions or have to afford uh, attorneys in my life. What I was trying to do was I was trying to be the best, and I was trying to be uh, number one. And I was trying to be really the king of late night sports talk. That was my goal. And I did all that. And I got to be honest, uh, I'd say 70% of the show was about betting. 
And then as the years went by, fast forward to, um, you know, I was working at, at Howard Stern, and, and they let me do whatever I wanted. I could have burned babies and fetuses on the air, and they, they would have never said a word. Yeah, there were no rules. No rules. No censorship. Best job I ever had. I love Howard. He's like my God. And I uh, worked there nine years, and then the writing was on the wall that they were going to change the stations, bring in new people, not talent, but management. Like He brought in this chick to run the whole thing. And it. my guy, Sabian, was out. They brought her in. And when I smelled that coming, because I had, I had Howard's agent, Don Buckwald, same agent, same everything. So the writing was on the wall. They're like, listen, we want you to talk to Chris Russo about doing Mad Dog Radio and all this other stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, I made a couple phone calls, and I got back to CBS in a hurry. <laughs> I had 20-plus years of pension there. I had wow. 20 years of service there. I've been on CBS NEW, uh, WFAN, CBS Sports Radio. So they owe me all kinds of uh, money and pensions till I'm dead, right? And uh, so I left and went and did that. I didn't want to go do that. I did it because of the, the money and the pension because I had it. And, and uh, if I was going to work somewhere, I wanted to keep that growing and going over really. And I'm friends with Russo to this day, but I didn't really want to work for him or take orders from him. I'm a, I'm too cool. I'm, I'm like, I'm not real good with fucking orders and shit. Well, was it, like, Russo, like, was it Russo or was it Francesca that called you a pedophile? Well, <laughs> they both didn't like me and hated me uh, forever. And then when, when Chris went to Sirius and started working kind of in concert with Howard uh, as the, as, as the other big guy at Sirius, remember Howard's the king Give and everybody a- else is a pauper. Give including us, him. Give us a stern story. Great. He's great, right? Like, Chris is great at what he does. His yeah. channel's great. I love Mad Dog. I'm cool with him. Because once he saw that I mattered and that I worked for Howard and that I was doing what I was doing for Howard, which was bringing millions of men to his feet, uh, that he knew, like, wow, this guy really is a dad, a, a husband, a good guy. I'm not this wild person that they thought I was. I was a lot older. And then we got along and we were friends and we're friends to this day. I see him at the Super Bowl every year. We get along great, but it's not like I, I don't go to the fucking tennis club to <laughs> hang out with him and his wife and have martinis. I play basketball. I'm a fucking grown man. I'm violent. So, um, the deal is, is that, uh, when I went back to CBS, I started doing the gambling stuff and they were like, well, you're not going to, I started doing all that again. I go, listen, you're about to hit upside your head a baseball bat called the Supreme Court. They're going to you know, pass this law, and sports betting is going to be a, a, a cavalcade, a, an avalanche, a mud. You slide. must have seen it long before anybody else. I knew it was coming. Uh, I already lived in Vegas twice. Yeah. I lived there twice. I should be, I should be dead. Yeah. But the fact <laughs> is, uh, when I lived in Vegas, I mean, I had uh, the coolest show ever. And I used to do my show at the Mandalay Bay live uh, in the in the sports book. They built a studio for me. I lived in the casino. Uh, I had comps, everything. Awesome. Uh, booze, food, and bitches. Comps, anything I wanted. After one year of living there, I never slept once in a year. Literally. You want to know what insomnia is? Pharrell in Vegas living on a comp fucking ride. Do like they, a full ride. Do they still let you in? Do they still let you in these days? 
I know it lets you say that ended. <laughs> I knew it. That's how it always ended. I, I did a year there, and it was awesome, but they had had enough of me and my parties yep. and my mess. But uh, by the time I got back to CBS, then it hit, right? Then uh, sports betting became legal everywhere. First New Jersey, and then once the floodgates opened, it was on. And then uh, Sports Grid came and offered me uh, a lot of money to leave CBS and to do sports uh, betting television, streaming television, right? So when I went there, I started, there were no, I mean, literally no no viewers, none. Uh, and I took the job. People said I was crazy. You must be fucking crazy to walk away from CBS. And I said, well, they can suck my nuts, <laughs> and I'm going to go do whatever the fuck I want to do because I'm old and my, my career's ending. So... I want to ride the surfboard uh, on the best wave I can till the end. So I took the gig, and I knew that I'd be walk, walking into a sports betting heaven. So we do 24-7 sports betting on Sports Grid, and I'm glad I did it. When I started, there was no one. Now, today, 260 million homes. Wow. And uh, I average a million viewers an hour, and I average on Saturdays and Sundays 5 million an hour. So how big is that dick? Wow, wow. we only we only, get three, we only get three we only get three million an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you guys are you guys are kicking ass, taking names. I'm over here just trying to follow you. Well, you know, you know, so, it's, 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 we can't we can't pick winners like you. Yeah, I'll no. tell you that much. Listen, I'm glad I did it. Like I really like uh, sports grid because it's it's cool and I can talk betting nonstop and money and I don't have handcuffs on uh, locked up sports. I don't have prison time. I don't have lawyers. I don't have now yeah. everyone and their brother. The best thing for me was that every league. And when I was in the NHL, uh, they, that lasted one year too because I was crazy when I did Thrasher games. I can't imagine. And I was also doing the most entertaining games. guy in the league. Like, <laughs> the, millions of fans loved me because I did fake fights. We lost every night, so I was like talking about hoes in the crowd. <laughs> I was like doing fake fights. I did everything, and the players loved me. The fans loved me. The league hated me. I drank in the press box. I'd bring a beer. I go, you can't drink in here. I go, I have to drink to watch this fucking thing. <laughs> Ralph Conley hated you. Yeah. <laughs> so when when I you know bottom line is I did all this stuff uh, with handcuffs on. Everybody, Sky, you can't talk about the puck line, I, and I'd be like, you guys are pussies. So finally, I'm at a place where sports betting is uh, the only entree on the menu, and we're allowed to talk about it. And for me, it's better than sex. <laughs> now, you got one of those, uh, the paid subscription deals. Those guys a lot of times come off as like, okay, do they know what they're talking about? You Now, I always look at the gambler as the Washington Generals and the casino as the Globetrotters. They come, you come close, but you really can't beat them. You seem to have a 16-something well, win percentage, right? Listen, I've had, I've had you know, like, not this past season, but this past season in the NFL was rough for me uh, and everyone else, for that matter. I think the NFL is the hardest sport to bet in the world. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say soccer, because soccer, there's <laughs> five ways or something you can yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, there's no, like one night I hit a bet in soccer uh, in my mind. I was like, I was jumping up and down, and we had hit the bet, and, and I was ready to jerk off. <laughs> yeah. and, then my, and then my son's like, 
You lost. You had to win in regulation. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, this guy. He was texting us a couple months ago doing the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, fuck soccer. <laughs> so, um, I'm like this. Uh, football is the hardest. Like, yeah. uh, not college. College is, is doable. I make a lot of money in college. And I've always been one of the, I think, the best college better ever, at least on radio and television. And people can say whatever they want, but everyone knows me. They're like, you know, that guy's an asshole, but man, can that fucking guy bet on college football. And I'm really good at hockey, too. But the reality is this. The NFL's a bitch because every game's like three, three and a hook, two, two and a It's all one, a pick em. It's It's insane. It's really hard. The totals are hard. The spreads are hard. The money lines are hard. Everything about it is hard. But, um, like, last year, not this season, but the one prior, um, I had seven weeks over 70%. Yeah, that's crazy. And, uh, Against the spread? Times, Against the spread? Seven different weeks I was over 70%. This year, I didn't have one week over 70 I had several in the high 50s and mid 60s. But I, 70 to me is full porno. Oh, you yeah, go, yeah. You go 70, you're full on, you know, straight Peter North. So, like, I'm, <laughs> uh, like, I, my goal is to go 70. And then when I go 70, uh, I make people a lot of money. I have a lot of customers that buy my picks and they get real horny when I hit them. Here's the deal uh, I, I lose a lot of bets, okay? Just like everyone else. It's how much do you lose? And how much do you win when you win? And how consistent are you at winning? And my world of this site and my show has clearly, over the last 35 years, 40 years, been in the 60s. And if you're in, at 52 in Vegas, you're, you're making money. At 57, you're like, man, that guy's pretty good. At 60, you're like, what the fuck's happening here? At 65, they're like, this guy's got a huge dick. And you're like King Cut and Hamid if you're in those types of numbers. If you're hitting 60s, mid-60s yeah. in Vegas, you're fucking rich. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the bottom line is is that, uh, you know, people have always said, oh, he sells picks. Like the other day, some guy started complaining to, you know, the network that I sell picks. Here's the deal. Uh, I have done it for 17 years. And uh, before that, everybody around me was rich. And getting and making millions, you know. Howard's making a hundred million a year. I'm over here, uh, you know, driving a Camry. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm done with everybody else around me He's making millions, and I'm over here fucking slugging trying to get by. So I started doing it because I'm really good at it, and it turned into gold. And so when I did my deals from that day forward at Sirius, CBS, and Sportsman, I said, listen, I sell picks. If you don't like it. Then don't fucking hire me. Yeah, no. I'm gonna sell picks, and you're gonna let me, or you can fuck off. Now, are you? That's a, gonna bring more viewers to him. Yeah. Are you a parlay? Oh, listen, are you a parlay? Win win. Like, like I'm not rude to him about it. I'm not a dick. Like I'm being extravagant here on your show. <laughs> yeah. But the reality is, is I mean, I have an agent, and I just tell him it's simple. You either let me do it and stay out of it, or we don't need to get in bed because. You, you have to know who you're sleeping with from the minute it starts. When you get into bed with her, if she's a viper, you might you know, want to consider you might have some problems down the road. Okay? <laughs> I, when I'm getting into bed with somebody, I let them know this is what I do. 
and this is what I'm going to do. And if you don't like it, then don't hire me. The thrashers knew that I was fucking nuts, and, <laughs> and they hired me. Ted Turner hired me, and then they complained the whole time I did it that I was crazy. You know what? Suck my dick. Okay, <laughs> so when they fired me, they had to pay me for four years, every two weeks for four years. I did one year. I got paid for four. Who's the sucker now? Yeah, that's so here's the deal. Oh, wow. When I do deals, I always said, that was the best job I ever had. I got paid every two weeks for four years to do nothing. Okay, I did one year of play-by-play, and they paid me for three more. And believe me, you, they hate me. The best thing that ever happened to me was when they went fucking broke and moved to Winnipeg. <laughs> like, How you doing now? Yeah, now yeah. you lost your second NHL team. Okay, so uh, when I went to SportsCrit, they've been cool to me from the jump. They're like, we don't do that. I go, well, I do. And they're like, we don't let our host do this. I said, I am the host. Yeah. I'm the one. I'm coming in. I'm taking the fuck over, and we're going to – do great things together, and I'm going to make you a lot of money. And just stay out of my stupid little side hustle. That's all it is. And it's been good to my family, and it's good to uh, for, like, you know, I want to put my kids through college with it. I want to go on vacations with it. I don't use it to, uh, you know, change the world or anything. I'm over here just trying to get by like you guys are. I'm not one of these dudes. you got to remember, I worked late night in radio yeah. for uh, my whole career. They don't pay dudes late night in radio a lot of money. I did well because I was bigger and better, right? Like my show was bigger. I was in every market and I was syndicated. And when you're in those pants, you make a little bit more money. But I never made like uh, the money I made in morning drive or the money that like, you know, Howard makes or anyone else. Like, you know, when I was at CBS, like Boomer and Geo make lots of money. Craig makes lots of money at the time when I was there, right? And then, you know, I did better than anyone else in radio in New York at night, but not like guys like that are in morning drive making tons of money. So the fact that I do gambling and sports betting on a, you know, side hustle business that I that I created and that people love and people like and they and they invest in it and they ride the lightning for, you know, not just a week, but a year, two years, three years, four years, that go long-term betting, uh, it's been good for everybody. I make people a lot of money, and they're happy, and they come back. And uh, the ones that I lose bets, right, and then people dive off the Titanic real quick. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I say it's a, it's a long-haul thing. It's not, for, it's not for pussies that, you know, lose a bet and want me to burn in hell. Yeah, uh, you know, it's your fault that uh, Gonzaga hit the shot last night. Yeah, yeah blow me. Now, did, did everybody at WFAN know about Carton, or was that just for the, was that an open secret, or was it nobody had any idea? I, I, I never knew, and I, I actually, I love Craig, and I never knew. I had no idea ever, and I've known him for 30 years. I had no idea ever that he had that going on. And that's the honest to God truth. And it's just crazy. That story's crazy, right? But um, I'm happy for him that he's come back huge and done well. And he uh, turned his life around. He's a really cool dude. I've always been friends with him. And I think his shows are great. And he's number one for a reason. Uh, he's good at it. Um, he does, you know, he does like entertainment, like afternoon yeah. drive shows and a morning TV uh, show. He's an entertainer. And, uh, I'm in the entertainment business too. I'm in the sports betting entertainment business now. I've already done all the radio and shock jock and MTV. 
When I was on MTV, I had long hair and I smoked gigantic bleach. <laughs> we on TRL. We on TRL. We're talking about <laughs> now. We're talking. TRL. I got in all kinds of trouble. Like it's funny. Like Carson's a great guy, and I like him and everything. I worked with him, uh, Carson Daly. And now, like, look at me right now. I'm I'm at least seven to ten years older than him, and look at him. Now I'm just saying. I'm just saying like. <laughs> He's got a really good yeah. job, and he's making tons of money, and he's got a great family. I'm Stressing. sure I have not talked to Carson in 25 years. But, like, look at me, and look at him. He's fat and old, and I'm fucking a badass. <laughs> That's right. Now, I mean, look at I mean, him, and I'm 10 years older than him. <laughs> and I've done every booze and drug in the world That's in those funny. years. Like, now, I was a bad boy. Now, when I had kids, right, uh, when I had kids, I quit drinking, and I quit everything. And uh, I, but before that, I did everything. I partied with Molly Crew. I partied with Metallica. I partied with Guns N' Roses. And when I tell you, I partied with them. I mean, I left with them on a Thursday, and I came home the following Tuesday. <laughs> okay, so I, when I saw Slash at, at Howard one day, he's like, "I'll never forget it." He goes, "Holy shit, you're not fucking dead!" <laughs> and I was like, "You, you too, motherfucker." <laughs> that's gotta be. That's what an amazing so, thing for Slash to uh, say. It's funny. I've seen them all. Like, I partied with Tommy and those guys when he was fucking Pam. Okay? Yeah. So, I knew everyone. I, I was uh, with Metallica. I did Acoustica. If you, if you watch the album, listen to it. It's me hosting the show. So, I was deep in it with everybody when I was in Hollywood. And um, I was just a bad seed. I was a bad boy. Naughty. I didn't have wives and kids. I had money, and I was a fucking gangster. Yeah, hey, listen, I, I say all the time. That's life, though, isn't yeah, that it what, is. like, the dream but is? But that's what I say. Isn't I say, that what, like, everybody, you know, you're going to go into, you're going to go, you want to be a professional athlete, you want to be famous, you want to get, and you want to enjoy yeah. it, not just get the money and then, people, all right. People see bro. me and they say, I can't Vegas, believe they gave you a badge. living in Vegas. That's they say, I can't believe be. they gave you a badge and a gun. I said, me neither. So I went to the Super Bowl and I was, the whole time I was there, I, was, I just wanted to fuck Carmen Electra. Did I you? didn't really, there was nothing up. no, oh. but I came close. <laughs> I sliced my arm open cutting a uh, Super Bowl cake and the knife went through my arm and an artery, it hit an artery oh. and I was spraying blood on her and she's like running for her life and I think that was like the the end of my chances. That is and close. That is zero close. rating. Zero rating going in. But I was close because I was close. like... Sometimes they want to take care of you. Sometimes they want to take care of you, too. It didn't work out, though. <laughs> hey, look. It was so hot then. Oh, I can yeah. only imagine... Uh, what she's been through or what's been through her. Yeah. But I loved her when I was young. I, I thought she was smoking hot when I worked with her. I worked with her. I worked with all of them. Uh, what's the one, uh, what's the chick that does, uh, the, the New Year's Eve ball that's married to the, oh, uh, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. She's her. one of my favorites growing up. Singled out. She's a singled oh, out yeah. on MTV. That was us She's growing married up. married to the Walberger guy, yeah, right? You're talking like, about our girls. We grew up, we were like 12 at the time, 14. Yeah. Oh, this is so, like, she was really hot to me and had big tits. And I was like, I want to fuck her too. See, like, I, I was like, I was working with all the best. When I was there, Andy Dick was there too. And he was a fucking freak then. <laughs> That's what I heard. And I, heard I was, he was like, what is happening with this guy? Now he's like living in a fucking tent in the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And using his neighbor's fucking electricity yeah. with a power cord and a generator. <laughs> but when I worked with him, he was fucking funny as shit. And we did all kinds of crazy shit. The sports and music festivals. Everything I did at MTV was fun and crazy. Everything I did in Hollywood, I made two movies. Uh, you know, uh, the... Big Fan and Red Belt, I did 
CSI Miami's. I did a Battle Dome with Steve Albert. I, I got so lucky in Hollywood, and I loved living in Huntington Beach. And then I moved to New York when they said to me one day, CBS, uh, move to New York or you're fired. We're done listening to your bullshit. <laughs> We're done with you running the roost and, and calling the shots because I was crazy. I never listened to anyone uh Mark Chernoff was my boss, yeah. and I was his worst nightmare. I didn't listen. I was young and crazy. And then when I worked for him all the years later in New York, he became a good friend of mine because uh, I just grew up and matured and became a dad and uh, quit partying. You know, when I quit partying, uh, Mel Carmison said to me once on a Thanksgiving uh, at Sirius, he goes, you know, you were a lot funnier when you were drunk and on drugs. <laughs> did, did you? But it sounds like you would have got along good with Sid. I did. I got along great with Sid, and Sid and I partied a lot. And I think Sid's uh, utterly fantastic uh, as a friend, as a human being, as a dad, uh, as a talent. I know he does really well. I was really good friends with him and Bernie, and uh, God rest Bernie's yep. soul. I'm glad I saw Bernie before he passed. Uh, Sid's fantastic on ABC in New York. Are you just and saying I, that because he's ripped and he'll kick your ass if you don't? No, you know, I, <laughs> Sid, Sid does the, the weight. You know, I lift every day and I play basketball every day. He's more into the uh, size and getting ripped thing. He's lift. I lift to be a strong uh, old man strength playing basketball. I, I lift to be violent playing basketball like Bill Lambert and Mahorn. I don't lift to uh, be big. I lift to be strong and nasty. <laughs> now, now you're you're a Steelers, so you're from Pittsburgh, right? Steelers fans, Steelers season ticket holder. Yeah, I have I have season tickets to the Steelers for life. My plan is to uh, never uh, give them up. And I live in uh, I live in New York, and I I don't um, I go to a lot of games. Last year, I didn't get to go to one because they uh, Sports Grid put me on Sundays with uh, Gabe Morenci. We do the one to four uh, NFL Pain Day show. And it's gigantic and it's fun. I like working with him. He's a really funny guy and he's very entertaining and talented. And he and I together are just a massive orgasm. Uh, we're great together. I love working with him. He's uh, a trip. He's got a massive gambling problem. Uh, so do I. And all I know is um, I never got to go to another Steeler game. But so what I do is uh, I give them to friends and I sell them. Uh, the guy that sits next to me uh, for 30 years, uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to take me and I knew this guy, and he buys them from me every game that I'm not there. So I'm going to keep them uh, when I retire one day. Who knows? Uh, maybe I'll end up in Pittsburgh and I'll keep going to uh, Penguin Pirate and Steel again. My dad uh, ran U.S. Steel for like 40-some years, and I grew up in luxury of having all those seats in uh, those three sports for oh, my nice. whole life. And I got to go watch Dan Marino play at Pitt and Tony Dorsett, Hugh Green. I got to see six Super Bowls, two World Series, five Stanley Cups, and um, I'm a huge lifer of Pittsburgh. So I go back often, and whenever I can, I go to games. And then, like, you know, uh, I give them to my, all my friends that are alcoholics and drug addicts in Pittsburgh, <laughs> and they go sit in my seat oh, they and offend yeah. everyone around <laughs> them. And they all know that they're my friends because I've had the seats for like 40-some years. Yeah, you know everyone and, in the section. Uh, all my friends are fucking junkies. <laughs> <laughs> 
That, that, that's what I know. And me, I'm not a huge gambler just because I'm terrible at it. But I, last night, like, uh, my buddy is he a huge gambler. He gambles every day. He's not a big, he doesn't spend a lot of money. Every, there's not a day he hasn't put a place I, you to know wait. Last night, you know where I was last night for the Sweet 16? In the FanDuel box. Yeah. We got a buddy who's a degenerate. And he, you know, who said it best was our, our friend Artie. Artie said uh, to me one day, I, I think he even said it on Howard's show. No one watches sports unless they have action on it. Yep. Yeah. You notice you have a Such lot more a better NBA. games last night. They were great games. The best games ever because you I had noticed, a little money on yeah. it. You, and you won I have a lot end. more fans who are NBA fans now. Why? Because they bet on the games. They weren't. So they weren't NBA I, fans. Oh yeah. Just so you know, when I when I have a lot of action on a game, right? Uh, I can't even sit down. I fucking cuss and I uh, I pace. I stand. And I scream and yell and I turn colors and I sweat <laughs> and I am overall a home wrecker. You like so that? When there's a big when there's a big game on, my wife and kids basically either lock themselves in other rooms with uh, like TVs and things cranked up so they can't hear me, or uh, they leave altogether because I am insane when I have a big piece on a game. Like if I hit a if I hit a big bat. I'm fun to be around. If I lose a big bet, I'm an asshole. Yep. Yeah. The next day, how much better is your day tomorrow when that last game hit? Like last night, my two bets hit. This morning was great. Woke up, turned on Sports Center. I was ready to go. You're chasing the money. You're chasing the money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when, my, when my teams lose, uh, like let's say, uh, for instance, uh, the Penguins lost to the Red Wings in 08 in the Stanley Cup final. Then they beat them in 09, right? The same team. Uh, when they lost to him, I don't watch TV uh, the next day for 24 yep. hours Easy. because I can't stand ESPN like shoving yeah. it down my fucking Football, it's like almost I, a week. <laughs> football, I got to wait until the next week. Scott Van Pelt yeah. comes on with the bad beats and you're repeat. on all of them and you're like, oh. Every yeah. news channel, local in New York, I got to watch the Jets. So we call, on my show, we call bad beats Marley's. Okay. Because um, <laughs> my producer and I got uh, food poisoning in uh, Phoenix at the Super Bowl, and you can figure out where on your own. I won't say it, but um, we call Bad Beats Marley. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's a it's a growing tradition on my show. I think it's way better than uh, Bad Beats. We had another Marley last night. You know, uh, it's turned into uh, a funny thing. But, uh, you know, losing sucks. Like, um, I have really great weeks and really great nights, and then I have bad nights. I have bad weeks. I had a bad week this week. I mean, I was down like ten grand this week. Wow! Uh, it, it was just a bad week, and uh, you never you never know when you're gonna hit a wall. Uh, everybody thinks they're a badass until uh, the game ends, and you're not right. Like, and I always tell people on my show every day, I'm like, I had nothing to fucking do with it. What do you think I fucking play? <laughs> like, people blame me for bets not hitting. I'm like, I don't play. It's not my fault. Tell your mother. Yeah. Like, uh, betting is, that's what it is. It's dangerous. It's gambling. It's not, like, fucking uh, picking tulips. Yeah, there's a reason why, you know, you pick, the, the casino will say, you take whichever team you want. We'll take the other guy. Then they keep building these big, beautiful casinos. Right. And, the, you know, the, the, a lot of the gamblers are in the, in the streets. In New York and New Jersey, you're looking at, like, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of roughly... $1.7 billion a month yeah. in their profit. So $1.7 a month. That's rough estimate. Like, 
we already know New York's over a billion. So New Jersey, somewhere in the neighborhood of 750 to nine, right? It could be 1.9 billion a month. And remember this, New York yanks 51% of it. Yep. And uh, New Jersey yanks 50% of it. They're out there regulating on our end, too. If you went in and tried to get a Super Bowl box in the last two years, they were coming in, they were finding you $10,000, and now you can't find them anymore. So even like the the most small level of we're used to doing this, we've tradition for 50 years, everybody's pitting $10 for a box, New York said no more, that's our money. How about about it? Rikers, don't tell me they're not betting in the hizzy. They have no idea. They have no idea about any of it. They'll be like... They don't want to stay out to watch the NBA Finals because they're supposed to lock it at nine. And I'll be like, and I'll tell them I don't want them to stay out because I want to watch the game. I go, name me three players on on, on uh, Golden State, and they can't even do it. Name me the quarterback for this team. They can't even do it. I should start gambling with them. It's just about the gamble. Yeah. It's about they just want more ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd make a lot of money there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we used to go to collect it. They'll be on. You know, <laughs> good, good luck. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, bro. That place is fucking. I mean, cuckoo's yeah. nuts. Yeah, I'm not listening. Pepper spray is a beautiful no thing. Joke. Pepper spray is a beautiful thing. It works. I'm not, fight- <laughs> I'm not fighting me, these guys. You got, you got some stones. They ask me all the time. Hole. They're like, why don't you fight me? Why don't you fight me? I say, because I'll lose. Yeah. Yeah, it's very simple. I'll lose. I ain't going to. How many they got it? How many they got in there? We got, well, if, a lot of times it's me with like 30 guys. Me. Like, look at me. I'm a, I'm a. And how great. many, how many inmates are there? There's like 25, there's like seven jails on Rikers Island, and there's like 2,500 right. inmates, something like that. And it, it varies. It goes up and down. A lot of guys, when the winter well, comes. You know, over the years, I swear to God, and I have, I have customers now to this minute that are, um, you know, ex-cons, uh, or that, uh, have listened to my show in the Hizzy for, Years. I mean, I know guys that have been doing life uh, that have written me letters. I have letters from prisons a thousand deep uh, over the years from prisoners that have been uh, fanatical about my shows on the radio because that's all they had was the yeah. radio. And uh, more so for me, in, um, so it was big in, in, you know, really big in, when I was in California. And then it's been big here, too, in New York City. Uh, and I have customers that are, uh, that are out now and that are trying to find their way and make it in the world again. And that like, they like action. They like betting and they like my show and they like, uh, my picks and they, they buy them and they go bet. And then it's, it's a rough way to, uh, hustle because like I said, they blame me for everything. Like I get blamed. If I get a game wrong, I get like 10 death threats. When I get, if I go, if I, if I go nine and one, uh, I don't get anything. I don't even get a thanks. I don't get a good job. I don't go, wow, that was fucking titties. Nice work. Yeah. I get nothing. <laughs> but if I get one game wrong, they're going to cut my fucking wife's head off and stuff it in her ass. And I'm going to fucking be set on fire and my children are going to get gang raped. <laughs> I get that every day. That's like, it it's, like work. it's just like working in jail. I get that all the time. Oh, well, because I closed this cell. Like, oh, I closed your cell. I'm going to kill your family. It's real, real <laughs> stressful, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm a, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. I'm like, so the thing is, I'm trying my best every day to hit bats. What do you think? I'm fucking over here trying to yeah. lose? Like, it's really hard. People don't understand. It's weird for me. The, the gambling world, uh, people don't understand. They've never come to grips with the fact that you can lose money. They just think they're going to go and win money all the time. 
people get in front of a slot machine and they want to fuck it. They yeah. think they're going <laughs> to uh, make money. So uh, I don't, you know, I'm from the real side of the river where I understand about the casinos everywhere popping up and the big money that they make, the billions of dollars they generate. So I work with MGM, right? So uh, that MGM is my sole sponsor of my TV show. And they took it over. And I like them. Uh, I've had a lot of good friends that work there. And I got guys' jobs there. Uh, I think they're really cool. But I understand they're a behemoth. I understand they own like 80% of Las Vegas. I'm not fooled into thinking that they're not evil, right? They're, they're enormous. They got that way for a reason. And then I'm just a simple dude that uh, likes to bet on sports. I know a lot of professional uh, sports bettors, heavies, sharps, whatever you want to call them. Um, and it's a tough way to make a living. Uh, let's just say they all have bags under their eyes. It's a stressful way to uh, live life. Most of them are hard drinkers, and uh, a lot of them uh, are a mess. But listen, it is what it is. Like, uh, a lot of people would rather bet on sports than go to a job. Yeah, well, hey, listen, do you think, you know, with, with bookies, but we know bookies will always be around because they give credit, right? So they'll always right. be around. But do you That's find why. that people still use bookies? Do they use bookies a lot? Is it the credit? Is I that know. why they use them? I know they do, and it's and it's because you just said it, bro. That's why because um, there's there's something about having uh, I think credit for people and like the one thing that I've seen that is disturbing, and I've read about it like in Newsweek this week. There's a huge article. I don't know if you saw it, no, no. but go look it up. You'll be reading it. it's like the Bible. This thing you'll be reading it for an hour. It's a really long story about the you know the pitfalls of it and the dangers of it and the uh, uh, insanity of it and the, what it's doing to countries and communities and cities and uh, kids. Uh, the thing that I've noticed and I know for a fact is that it is out of control in high schools and colleges. Yeah. Okay. So um, I know kids that are uh, 18 years old, that um, that bet more than you know. You, you can't even fathom how much they bet. Like <laughs> they're betting every night. They got ten bets going. Uh, they got everything going, and they got uh, a bookie handling the whole thing. And it's generally one of their own. You understand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not some old man that's uh, staring them. I'm gonna break your legs. It's not that way. It's like college kids running their little uh, hustle empire and. They, they run it clean, and they usually do it with all their friends. They, they don't do it with people they don't know, that they don't like or trust. They keep it in a core, and so they'll have a unit of, like, 25 to 50 guys that are doing it, and a guy that runs that can make a fortune. And the, the guy that runs the whole thing, uh, believe me you, he ain't driving a Camry, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, he makes a lot of money. And trust me, he's getting pussy because he's got all that uh, cash in college. And people are like, uh, how does this guy have all this money? His mom and dad must have sent him all kinds of money. Uh, and he, he's driving around in his, his Beamer M-Series 
and he's taking me to fancy restaurants to dinner and fucking me because he's probably involved in some kind of gamble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to feel, I, when we were in high school even, we would feel like, you know, one of our friends would get from the bar. Oh, we used to get the cards. cards. Yeah. And we would throw down money on that. It was even but, goes but, back to that. But we had friends at a young age, but it was only like one guy or two guys, and that would be into it. And they're still into it. Those are the guys who we know today that were taking Bob to the FanDuel Fan suite. Box. Right. But now, <laughs> But now that's every kid. Those, those people, uh, let's just face it, man. Uh, they are making billions. All of them billions. are making billions. And what they're doing is they're building uh, an empire to eat the other ones. Uh, at some point uh, down the road, in the next, I'd say, five years to ten max, I think some of the smaller ones will all be eaten. And it'll be a core of four or five of them that run the world yep. in, in sports betting. But if you read this article about Newsweek, uh, about gambling... I mean, they're talking about people killing themselves. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at it now. People with uh, anxiety, depression, suicidal tendencies, uh, seeking help. They're in shrinks offices. They're in groups. They're in twelve step. They're uh, they've you know it's ruined their lives. They've uh, started drinking and using, uh, and it all started uh, with sports betting. And uh, they're in Europe. In in London, it, it, I read the article. It's unbelievable. You got to read it to believe it. You have to read it. I just like, pulled, it, I just pulled it up. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, read. Go to the toilet. Sit on the toilet for an hour. Read it, and you won't believe it. There's a guy from Patty Power. He said he quit his job uh, running. He was like the head of it, and he and he quit because he felt that he was uh, contributing to suicides in the UK with all the young kids that are killing themselves because they have uh, gambling debt. Wow, that's I mean that's crazy. Now, before we let you go, give us uh give us how far is Princeton and FAU gonna go? Can they both win? Princeton's ten and a half tonight, the ten and a half point underdogs, and then give us a quick word on the Knicks. I know you're a big Knicks fan. We gotta talk I Knicks am. I am a big Knicks fan. Just so you know, I have all kinds of NBA hoodies and clothes and I root for the Knicks. Uh fuck the Bulls, but I, <laughs> I have a Bulls uh shirt on. But I'm a Knicks fan, uh pure and simple through and through. Uh, I hate everyone else. So um, I love the Knicks, but they're a kick in the dick, aren't they? Like, uh, you win nine straight, then you go three and six. Uh, they're a kick in the dick. Uh, the other night in Miami, I thought they played like pussies, uh, yeah. tired, paycheck game. We're going to get paid either way. Fuck it. Let's just lose. And then they turn around and did it again in Orlando. Fuck it. Let's just lose. It don't even matter. We're the five. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, <laughs> that bothers me. But they're way better than they've ever been, even that 54-win season. Uh, because I think of Brunson and I love Hart and I already love IQ. I would have never even considered trading him. I think he's just a, a lightning bolt off the bench and a badass. Got a nice floater, can hit a three here and there. Fast, energetic, uh, transition player that gets up and down and does it. I hope they do well in the playoffs. I don't think they go deep. If they could win a round, it would be badass for us as, as New Yorkers. But, um, I love Princeton at ten and a half based on their rebounding. That's the um, they're, I, they're the third best rebounding team, uh, or fourteenth in the country, I think overall. But in the in the tournament, uh, I think they're you know like third best. I, they, they've been crashing the glass on both ends. Uh, I've always said I played a lot of uh, basketball, championship basketball. I've been on title teams. I've lost championships. I've won them. Uh, I've won in the city. I've won everywhere. And I know that losing sucks. And all I know is, uh, when you, you know, 
you look at teams like, I mean, uh, Princeton, anyone that, if you miss shots and don't get the rebound, you're going to lose, okay? Because everyone misses shots. It's how many second, third chances you get to put the ball in the hole determines basketball games. If you get all the rebounds, you win. I have won championships by literally simply rebounding. All you have to do is get every rebound, you'll win the game. Yeah, if yeah, no one gets yeah. a second chance, you'll win the game, even if the other team's 20 points better than you. If they're better, better talent, faster, bigger. But if they don't get any rebounds, that means they have to hit every shot, which no one does. I think Florida Atlantic so think, did that last night, too. Yeah. Florida Atlantic did with that run they went on. Right. Princeton uh, played that way in the first two games. Played great defense, great blockout, great rebounding, and uh, eliminated second chances. And they got so many O-boards that they got, you know, their last game, they were 19 second-chance points to two. Uh, that's why they won. I took them with a 10.5. Obviously, FAU can win now uh, any game they play. That game at the Garden is going to be absolutely titties tomorrow uh, because they are not afraid of K-State. I think Noel that's is the right. difference. Noel's the best player would, on the court. Yeah, I would still bet on him to win that game over – Davis. I think Davis had that look. I got played against guys like that. He's got that fucking look in his eyes that says, I am not losing today to fucking anybody. <laughs> I am going to the 10, and I'm going to win, and you may think you're going to beat me, but you're not. And you don't like me? Good. Because I'm going to fucking take your mother home with me. I agree. Uh, he plays like that, right? The guy that refuses he to does. lose. Last night they were getting their ass beat, and he still found a way and they still run and gun and win. They're really exciting. They didn't win 34 games because they're pussies. They can really shoot. I think it's going to be the best game Saturday. I think that game will be better than UConn and Gonzaga, believe it or not, because of those two players are so exciting, and those two systems are so good and exciting. I think it's going to be pity. That other game is going to be a heavyweight brawl. Yeah. Timmy and then uh, – the big fella from Connecticut, Soraya, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, Sonogo, Sonogo. What do you think of UConn? We got a big UConn fan around here, and you know, we we want to know what do you think about their chances? They're really good. I think I think they can win that game, uh, but I I think Gonzaga can beat them. You're talking about. I do believe. I do believe Mark Few is a couple floors above Danny yeah. uh, in terms of experience in these games. I think Danny's a great coach. I think Few's better. So. Uh, but I bet on K-State over Izzo, and I thought Izzo was clearly better than your boy Tanger Outlet, <laughs> but they got it done because of Noel. Everybody bet it. Tonight I'm betting on, I'm betting on Miami with the number because they're kind of hood rag gangster ball. I love it. Like, you know, Rucker Park type team, uh, in my view, they're, they're a gangster, low ass down, hands out, defense in your face. They'll play with no timeouts and get down and dirty playing straight man. And then I think San Diego State has an incredible defense. Now, I know Alabama can beat anyone. They average 21 a game. They, they average beating teams by 21 in the tournament. But San Diego State is, I think, uh, defensively the best defense. I think that you're going to see them uh, take, you know, Bama to the woodshed in terms of they've had an easy time of it. That all ends tonight. Yeah. I think they're going to have. I think they're going to have their hands full. Alabama, Alabama is impossible that's, to root for too. But that's when you find out what you're made of is when you put to the test, and that's what we're going to see. I like Texas too, to be honest. But you never know. Like um, I got burned on UCLA last night. 
Uh, here's another example of don't blame me. You're up 13 at the half. You don't score for seven fucking minutes in the second <laughs> half. You just lose. Then you're down 10, and in two minutes you're up one, and with a, no time left you give up a three to lose. They, you're, that math is crazy. Up 13, don't score for seven minutes. Down 10 with a minute nine left. I was about to you're turn it off. One, and then you still lose. Fuck me. Yeah, they right? both like, throwing the game away. That was a Marley last night. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought Tennessee uh, had one of the uh, th- third best defense in the nation. Uh, they played like fucking cunch, too. You're up five at the half, and then you turn into fucking, you know, Pussies. Yeah, they I were mean, terrible in that second half. They couldn't I, score I either. Like, Nobody could I score know. in that game. And, and so, imagine, imagine, you know. imagine, say, you know, four months ago, someone telling you it's going to cost you five hundred dollars to get into the FAU game at the Garden. You know, I mean, it's I crazy. used to go to I used to go to FAU games in Boca because I lived in Miami. I lived in Boca, okay. and uh, I used to go troll that campus, go to games <laughs> uh, because, like, Howard Schnellenberger was there. I lived in Boynton Beach. Canes, I, I'm a Canes fan. You live in Boynton. So I, you know, yeah, the I lived in Boynton. Yeah. So, if you troll the FAU campus, I mean, there's some fucking hot bitches on that campus. Let me tell you what. And they and they're like, they don't wear clothes. They wear bikinis. And they're not very and smart so, either. Oh, they're not <laughs> smart either. They're, they're, they're fantastic to go drinking with. Uh, but they love I actually, uh, you know, I'm kind of pulling for them, but I still think Noel's going to beat them. Yeah, I do too. And, um, you know, I'm done because uh, like, I was on Arkansas. I'll be honest. I love Arkansas. I love Musselman. I thought that I, I think they're a, a really good team, and they've had multiple years now, three years of deep runs, and they got smacked in the face by uh, UConn, just the shit beat out of them. So I'm not doubting the Huskies anymore. Yeah, no. Well, all right. So why don't uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Go where? What's your website and everything like that? Let us know. So the website is PharrellOnTheBench.com. Uh, it's badass. It's all virtual. It's all videos. It's all, um, I do this thing called FU every day. Uh, it's Pharrell Unplugged, but it comes across as FU. And uh, it's a it's a sports center with uh, cussing. And then uh, it's more of like my Howard Stern type days of there's no rules. And I just talk about teams that fuck me over at night and I lose bets. And But I make fun of people. It's really cool. It's like 10, 12 minutes every day. And then the picks video is just straight every day you get the picks so members uh love it they dig it pharrellandevents.com the shows i do pharrell coast to coast three to six east on sports grid tv the sports grid app it's on smart tvs search sports grid it's on um prime video freebie we're on samsung plus tvs vizio lg tvs we're also on roku sling fubo and youtube tv and sirius xm uh channel 159 and I do that 3 to 6 East on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, and then on Saturday, I do 12 to 4 in-game live all-access with a former Monmouth coach, Coach James Young. We just do college and pro rack for four hours. It's insane. And it's all gambling. And it's funny as shit. And all the shows. And then, you know, like in the uh, football season, I do Sunday as well. I told you 1 to 4 on uh, with Marenzi. And so I'm really busy doing all of it. But uh, – the show at 3 to 6 on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. The reason I don't do it Wednesday, I joke on the air that I'm at the old folks home doing community <laughs> service, uh, is that uh, on off-season, I don't work on Wednesdays and Sundays. And on football season from September until the Super Bowl, I work seven days a week. Wow. So you're still you're killing it all the time. Killing it. 
So my off season is uh, Wednesdays I jerk off a lot. Sundays I fucking jerk off some more. Oh, I mean, I just have I don't have any rules on Wednesdays and Sundays. I try to have fun. Uh, my daughter's a big basketball player in New York City, and she's in AAU on a national team. She's a savage bitch, and she's a 2010 dimer, wow. and she uh, can really play. And How so, old is she? Believe it or not, high school. She's fifteen. Starts on varsity. Wow. Where she want to uh, go? Uh, Tennessee. Well, we'll see. She's, she's really good. So she plays with the sixteen, seventeen national team, and she's fifteen. She's the only freshman. Uh, but they're all juniors and seniors. But it's it's a racket. Like it's it's everything you ever heard about AAU. Like forty games, twelve tournaments, fly around the country. I'm really busy with this kid and basketball. And then every morning I told you I run at 6 a.m. with a bunch of fucking D1 and NBA X guys. So uh, I have no life. I play basketball. I watch my daughter play basketball. I do TV shows and I gamble heavily. And now I'm a fan of you guys on Locked Up. That's awesome. what it's all about. We love it, man. His name, we appreciate his, it. his name is Scott Farrell. Check it out. Check out his show. Check out his website. Thanks for coming on. Giving us a couple minutes, Scott. Thanks, bud. Hey, continued success. You guys are cool as shit. Keep doing your thing. Don't listen to anybody. You got a badass show, badass idea. I think it's titties. Keep rocking. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you, Scott. Scott. Awesome. I love you guys. Peace Thanks, out. Scott, Thanks, brother. Bud. Later. Appreciate it. Later. Whoa. I don't even know what to say. Whoa. How about that? <laughs> oh, that was great. That was different. We've never done anything like that. We've never had anything like that on this show. I feel like I need to go to confession. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should, maybe you should. No, I know that was really guy. awesome. And then great the, job. the breakdown at the end of, you know, the games and, and who we wants, you know, who, hopefully we can get that out and our viewers can get, you know, get some picks in for tonight. It's I mean, all I'm already, ta- I already text people. I was like, this is who you're betting tonight. Now, um, special, great, great job. Scott Farrell, everybody check out his website. He gives you winners. You know, I don't give you winners. So you could probably, you could watch this show for free and pick against me. And probably get 60%. Or you can go to him. You're going to want to look out for some of these clips on Twitter, on our, uh, what was it, our Instagram page. This is some good stuff. That's I don't it. even know, yeah, too much. We was, we, stuff. And you know, how about Brent? How about the fact that he's a fan of the show? Do- him and Mike Westhoff get together and watch the show together, <laughs> yeah, I heard. Fishing. <laughs> he ain't Scott Farrell's not doing much fishing. No, he is. It's not for the same catch. So uh that, that listen, we were gonna go twenty minutes with him. No, we went it's almost we the got. hour. So that's gonna pretty much do it for us tonight. Enjoy the basketball, everyone. Opening day this Opening week. Day, baseball's baseball. back, baby. For Brett Grasso, I'm Bob Walters. I'll talk to you Sunday, everybody. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.